0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to episode number six of the Leaders in Sport podcast, brought to you by Designs for Sport, myself, Adrian, and my co-host, Sylvie. We got a great episode. I mean, this podcast would not be possible without the gentleman that we are interviewing today. And before we hop into that, though, just a small request, as we do in all of our episodes. If you're enjoying what you're listening to, if you think it has value, please rate, review. I'll be honest, before we ran podcasts, I never did that because I thought that it took too much time. And then once we started uh, recording podcasts, I realized how valuable it is for the people that are trying to put out knowledge, not just from a serotonin, dopamine, ego perspective, obviously everyone likes a little hit, but just from a algorithm and awareness perspective. So if you can do this, and I'm just being like open and honest, full disclosure, people ask you to review and they don't tell you why, it's because they want more people to listen, so if you can uh, do that for us, that'd be fantastic. Just leave a review, leave a, uh, a rating, and uh, enjoy the content. Well, that's all there is to it, really. Our guest today, uh, as we mentioned, the podcast wouldn't be possible without him. Our guest is Jordan Boxer. Uh, Jordan first approached us 18 months ago, maybe two years at this point, to get involved with DFS. And at the time, uh, the Designs for Sport brand was really just in its in its infancy, in his... Incubation period. It was just an idea, and it was something that he uh, felt really passionate about and wanted to uh, bring to the world. And we talk about it in the podcast, so I won't, I won't go on and say too much about it. But it's been, uh, it's been a really fun ride, and we've been really glad to be a part of it.
1: Yeah. So Jordan has been involved with the designs team for six years, and he was the director of sales role. Uh, no, he is now. He is now. Yes. I sorry. <laughs> Um, and yeah, it, it's been really important for me, as I mentioned several times, uh, for NSF for Sport, and I've always loved designs for health products. So this was a very exciting um, no-brainer for us to get involved in this. And Jordan, like we said, is the reason behind that. And we get into the whole story. I guess I won't say much more than that because we we chat everything um, about his journey and, and how this came to fruition.
0: I would say as a, as a coach or a practitioner listening to it, one of the big things that I think you can really take away from Jordan is that, is that he's actually a natural hustler, which is maybe something that sometimes has a negative connotation, but I do mean that as complimentary as possible. Like He does figure out how to get something done that he wants to get done, and it's, um, it's admirable. So without further ado, please enjoy episode number six with Jordan Boxer. Welcome back, guys, to another another episode of the DFS podcast, and we're here we're here with the the connector, I guess. Every single one of these episodes so far has your name mentioned it uh, at length uh, or discussed. There's been a couple good stories, actually. Uh, Dave, oh Lawrence, really? Dave Lawrence told a pretty funny story uh, on his episode about meeting you for the first time <laughs> and uh, <shaking> your hand. <laughs> and if you know anything about Dave,
2: like he was so serious, like I I was a hundred percent. Totally petrified.
0: That he didn't shake hands at yeah. people who doesn't know. Yeah. And he was like dead serious and just hulking over me. It was really funny. Uh yeah. So it it only makes sense. It's almost maybe it's good there's been a few other episodes first. You've become this mysterious character. uh yeah. this moving pieces in the background, the the supplement chess master. <laughs> I've never been referred to a chess master in my life, but I'll take it. Awesome. So Jordan, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I I thank you so much for putting it all together. So we typically butcher intros. So I think it's probably better if you just uh, tee up your own a little bit here to start. So tell, tell everyone who you are. And uh, if you do have a business card, I guess what it says. Okay. So
2: should I go into like my astrological sign and my neurotransmitter type or just keep it a little?
1: I would love to know your neurotransmitter type.
2: What do you think I am? You know me pretty well. What do you think my dominant type is?
1: I'm guessing dopamine.
2: Mm-mm. No? Well, it's secondary. Kay. It's my second dominant, like it's... <gasps>
1: um, well, serotonin only... would be my next go-to.
2: No, so it's... it's really? Acetylcholine, yeah, choline. Really? And then I'm dopamine, and then I'm serotonin deficient. So I'm motivated and very depressed, which apparently, according to Charles, Paul Quinn was like the recipe for being successful. So you're motivated, but you're never satisfied, which keeps you, keeps you going.
1: Yeah. So to find this information, the edge effect, right? Is that where you got it from? Yeah,
2: Braverman's. Yeah.
1: Braverman's. Yeah. Great book. Yeah. Anyway, that was, that was a little bit of a, a weird intro, but.
2: Weird intro. Okay. More. Sorry. Yeah. I'm uh, so my name's Jordan Boxer. I'm the director of sales for sports nutrition at designs for sport. And I've been in this health industry for about 11 years now, which is crazy to say. And I've been with designs for health for six years. Um, and I actually started as a sales rep with them in in Canada. And then through the years we grew that and this opportunity sort of presented itself about two years ago where we started noticing a lot of strength coaches, a lot of athletes, a lot of trainers were wanting our supplement line and they were finding that they couldn't really access supplements to improve their, their client's health in the NSF certified space. And then we got born out of that idea, which I could probably make a more dramatic reasons why we were born, but that's really it is, uh, there's, there's something we do really well and and people wanted it. So designs for sport got born. You're just scratching a niche.
0: Yeah. I don't know if that was a really bad intro, but there, there you go. No, well, how you've been, you've been in the supplement space for 11 years, mm-hmm. uh, you have age for six. How did you get into the health space just to begin? Um, so it was,
2: it was actually my mom's 50th birthday. I was on a trip in um, like a cruise. We went on a Caribbean cruise. And at that time, Adrian, I don't know if we were training together at that time, but I was working full time. I was training at grants, like Grand Brothers is a MMA gym in Toronto, but I, I was training there like four days a week. Plus working full time and going to school and I had all this energy. And then I go to this trip with my mom for her birthday and on the drive back from Florida, I get like disastrously sick. So I went from like 160 pounds down to 147 in a week. Um, My lymph nodes swelled up. I had, I went from having energy all day long to needing to sleep like 15, 16 hours a day. Like it was bad. And doctors really didn't have an answer. They kept running blood tests on me and they're just like, yeah, I don't know. That was basically it. They're like, we really can't help you. So, luckily, my um, my stepdad was friends with this medical doctor, who was also a naturopath, and he was telling me stuff like, you have leaky gut, and your immune system is overreacting, and you're inflamed, and you have to cut out gluten and dairy, and these things, which make sense to me now. But at the time, I was like, okay, so I can't have lactose. That's the way I interpreted it. So I would have lactose free milk and stuff, but. Um, eventually he put me on a path to meeting with this traditional Chinese medicine doctor and, and it improved my health. And I had a whole year of basically living in this like terrible condition where at 20, I think it was 23 or 24. And I felt like I was 85. And that was the first time in my life where I was like, okay, health is really important because up until then you sort of feel like a superhero and nothing can really harm you. So I was in school for environmental science. I wanted to become either an environmental lawyer or work in finance selling environmentally friendly ventures. So like new energy and stuff. And that life experience was so um, impactful that I pivoted completely and had to get into this nutritional business. So I started as a sales rep at another company
0: and have been in the industry since. Did you finish your degree in environmental science? Do you have- I did, I did. You do. I did. Have- just in case,
2: well, yeah, I, I finished it. And then I, but it, you know what, actually we, I, now that I look back, there were things we were learning, like about endocrine disruptors and toxins. And, um, you know, one reason why I always tell people why I think everyone needs supplements. Like we did a lot of research into soil quality. So things I didn't realize that would have helped me out. Cause I was like, no, I just want to sell like, you know, uh, whether wind powered technologies or solar powered technologies, that was my main focus those initial courses have helped me out to why I think most people need supplements and proper diets. And so it did turn out actually was beneficial.
1: It all comes back around.
2: It all no. comes back around.
1: So why? Yeah. Why supplements then?
2: Cause they were so impactful and neat for me. Um, and then I just became obsessed with them. I became obsessed with how nature can help people out. So the idea that like I could take, oil of oregano and my, my cold and flu was gone a lot quicker or like I wasn't sleeping well. And then I just took this magnesium pill at the time and it was like knocked right out. And these, these things, which you think originally I thought they were all sort of hoaxy, but then when I started taking them myself instantly started feeling better. So I almost view them as ways to like, they make you almost like a superhuman. So who you were is how I was viewing it at the time. Cause it brought me out of this like really bad spot. Um, and then I think for when I started seeing how people's health was, and I was like, I got to work in this field. And I think this is the most impactful way to do it is, is aligning with these companies who are leaders in the natural health space. And I actually almost became a naturopath. I was on the route to wanting to be a naturopath and I decided to stay on this side of the industry.
1: Awesome. So in terms of the, like, the path, like when you started out in supplements, you were in a sale role?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: role? So what did, what did that look like? Like, what was your, what, what was your day to day getting, getting into the supplement industry? Were you at trade shows? Were you knocking on doors?
2: <laughs> so luckily the company I started at, there were six weeks of training on product knowledge. Cause like the amount of, when you start getting into this space and I'm sure both of you guys are like, you went through the same thing. It's like, there's so much knowledge out there. And to be a sales rep in this space, it's not like you calling and saying, "Hey, I need you to take this multivitamin because it's so you know it's on sale or the margins are great." Like practitioners and trainers, or sorry, practitioners and, and naturopaths and medical doctors, um, and, and trainers, they want to know why does this work and how is this going to benefit my patient. So when I had a limited science knowledge from my environmental science degree, it was very intimidating. So what I did is I actually became obsessed with this industry, and I was like, podcasts just started coming out around then. So I was always listening to a podcast or reading a book. And I think at that point I was reading like a book a week on nutrition to just try to get my knowledge up to where, um, where I thought it had to be, to be a good sales rep. Because most of the day was me getting calls from doctors, them talking about cases that they're having and difficulties where they're at. And do I have any suggestions that might fit into their treatment plans? So it is a sales role, but really you're like a, almost like a consultant to the doctor and you're you can, they can bounce ideas off you, you can give them some new ideas, and then they sort of decide if they want to take that to their patient or not. And yes, there are tons of trade shows. Um, I think one year I worked something like 31 weekends in the year, so there's a lot of those. And it's, a, it, it's, it's overall, it's a really fun industry to be in.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, I think people get really confused as to, you know, the amount of knowledge that you do need with supplementation, even taking a, you know, my nutrition course, it's like they go into some detail, but you have to do a lot of that research on your own. And uh,
2: yes, it's
1: it's a lot of, yeah, reading, you know, obviously different sources and, and getting all of the information because there's, there's a lot to know. So
2: Yeah. And then the hardest thing is not thinking you have every disease. So, so you start reading on all these diseases or like, cause you, a lot of naturopaths, especially back then, this was back in 2010. Yeah. So, um, 2010, 2011, uh, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, sorry. So naturopaths back then it was mostly like, and it still is today where somebody has a really weird medical case and medicine can't help them. So they're dealing with these random weird diseases all the time. So you keep hearing about these one-offs like, you know, yeah, this patient 30 years old was totally healthy. And now he, he's sleeping 21 hours a day and has no energy and the world doesn't make sense to him anymore. And you hear that and you're like, can that happen to me? And you start hearing this every day. So that was probably the weirdest thing is like hearing all these random cases and not thinking you're going to end up getting them. At least for me and my neuroses,
0: that was the (laughs) weirdest thing. And how did you end up with DFH then at that point? So you're six, that was what you said, you've been 11 years. So you're five years, five years into your career.
2: Yeah. And then um, I met Daniel Sampson at a, at a trade show. He's the chief revenue officer for DFH now. And he came to me and, and we, we got along really well. And then I think maybe a few months later, he called me, he's like, Hey, I'm thinking of bringing this brand designs for health to Canada. And this was back now. So we launched in Canada in August or sorry, November 2014. So about six years ago now, I started with them in August, but Daniel and I started probably speaking two or three months before then. And I looked at their formulas and right away I was like, I have to work with these guys because not that the Canadian brands are are bad or anything, but the, this brand was so cutting edge and forward thinking what they were doing. And when we launched in Canada, we had 115 products, which put, put us as one of the largest brands. And then when I found out they were family owned and the owner's like super into health and like, this isn't just a business to make money. It was like, he wants to make the world a healthier place. And unfortunately, a lot of this supplement industry now has been bought up by big companies and they're more corporate. This still had that family owned attitude to it. So I was really excited to start working for them. And yeah, that's sort of how I started with Designs for Health. And I haven't, it's
0: just been six years. It feels like it's been a long time, but it also feels really recent. Right. Well, we were, yeah, we met, we met Jonathan. Um, I'd maybe give people a little bit of insight into, into who, who Jonathan is and, and, yeah, his background briefly, as you just
2: mentioned him. So, Jonathan Lazat started Designs for Health back in 1989, I believe. So, we're at 31 years. And he, he was actually, him and his uh, wife at the time, ex wife now, um, they owned a bunch of fat loss clinics in the in the tri-state area. So they were actually very successful practitioners. And there were these issues that kept coming up um, that they noticed. And one was like a big lack of education. So they're nutritionists and they went to school and they learned what they would learn in school. But anything past that, it was it was hard to find education. Now we have podcasts and, and books and ebooks and all these courses, but you know, practitioners know that what they learned in school isn't enough always to cover the real world because you got these random cases. And I'm sure you guys have seen this, like you might've learned something in school and then this random case gets put in front of you and you're like, I don't know what to do here right now. So having something to learn was really important. And there was lacking of that in the industry. And then the other thing was um, they were recommending a lot of this one product called carnitine. And they found that people taking the carnitine and not taking the carnitine had almost similar effects. So luckily they tested this pill that they were prescribing. They found that it was no carnitine. It was hundred percent calcium carbonate. So that was another like red flag to them. So it's like, we think we're prescribing something. It's not what's actually in the bottle. And that sort of happens today, but in some cases, like luckily the industry has gotten a lot better, but back then that was really, you know, sort of scary for them. So from those two issues, they really designed for health got bored and they were very motivated to bring education to practitioners. And they wanted to make sure that practitioners were recommending supplements that were actually what was on the bottle. And then 30 years later, we are where we are now.
1: So could you get into just like, you know, in general, the supplement industry isn't regulated. Um, So how do you know, just for people who don't know, sort of, you know, again, if they're taking something that is completely not what what it says on the bottle? um, Yeah, how is that regulated today? And why is that important?
2: So there are regulations like in Canada, we're very fortunate. We have something called NP or natural product numbers or NPN mm-hmm. numbers. So we do have a process in Canada where companies have to submit products. Um, you have to follow in certain guidelines, like in Canada, you can't have a supplement more than a thousand IU's of vitamin D. So, you know, they have to make sure you compliant with everything. Um, proprietary blends aren't necessarily allowed. So you actually have to have every ingredient listed. So, Canada is one of the strictest countries in the world, uh, which when Designs for Health came in with 115 products at once, that was like crazy because I don't think any company launched with that many at that time. So, we we fell in line with all these regulations. And then um, in the US though, there is the FDA, I think. Like I'm not the most proficient, so I don't want to misspeak here, but um, the regulations are a lot looser. So, you have something like John Jones who at a gas station, took a pill, a male enhancement pill, and then ended up blowing over for testosterone. And that's not a random story. Like that happens quite often. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it could be because they're using, you know, these supplements are imported from China and the line might be used to make testosterone or DHA and the lines don't get cleaned properly. And then it's put into that supplement that they're, that they're using. So yeah, the regulations, there, it, it's important to work with companies that you feel you can trust because sometimes supplements can get away, like supplement manufacturers can get away with things for a little bit longer than you would think.
0: Well, the, the ramifications of that are, are gigantic. Like for some people listening, it might not seem like that big of a deal. It's like, okay, well, I don't like me had a little more testosterone, but <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that, that represents a, that represents a six to 12 month suspension. And then, you know, anywhere from a, 100000 to dollar well, dollars fine. Yeah, with
2: sports, it's really important. But then even with your general consumer, like I want to know that when I take, like here, I have a bottle of taurine here on my desk. I want to know when I take taurine, it's taurine. Because this was prescribed to me, let's say by a naturopath or a trainer or, or whoever I might be seeing. And this will get me better. But if this isn't taurine and it's something else, like to me, it's a big problem because all it does is build distrust in this industry that I have found to be so impactful in my life where sometimes we are like, Oh, I took all those supplements and nothing happened. And you question sometimes, are they taking the right supplements? Is the quality there? Is it actually what's in the bottle? Um, and then yes, for athletics, which I know is a big focus of designs for sport athletes need to be like, I had, um, I had a, a colleague of your, your guys, Matt nickel. I sat with him once for a meeting and he was like, I want to prescribe supplements like sometimes, or I, or he likes to prescribe supplements. He's like, but let's say if this doesn't have NSF certified for sport and an athlete of mine takes this supplement, and something goes wrong. He's risking potentially a $10 million a year contract. And like, that's a crazy amount for a $45 supplement or something like it's not worth mm-hmm. it. Uh, and that was actually the first conversation where I learned about NSF certified for sports. So it's funny how now we're finally getting into the space and um, coming out with so many products that are certified, but yes, for athletes, it's a really big issue.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there's, um, before NSF for sports certified, um, designs for health was just NSF certified, right? So still did go through third-party testing. Can you talk just a little bit about what that means for people who don't know?
2: Yeah. So thank you for, I I meant to say that earlier. So NSF, we're NSF and GMP certified. So we actually have to, we submit all of our products to get third-party tested so that they confirm what we say is in the bottle is actually in the bottle. And you know what? We've had times and we've been open with it where our manufacturer or our raw material provider might've sent us the wrong product. And then we found out through third-party testing that it wasn't that product. And then what we get to do at that point is we, we obviously don't send it out. So if we didn't have that third-party testing as like a skate, as a, um, a safeguard there, there's probably a lot of times where they, like, I don't know how many times, but I'm sure it's happened because, We think you would know, but when you look at raw materials, it's hard to tell like what's slippery elm and what's cat's claw. Like sometimes the ingredients, or especially with minerals, like, how do I know this is zinc or this is magnesium? So you really need to test everything to make sure it's the right stuff. And that third-party testing is great. Now, NSF certified for sport is really the gold, the gold or platinum standard to testing. So that is the highest level of testing that you can do on a supplement. And, What it does is they check for all these banned substances, especially pertaining to sports, Mm. and they test to make sure the supplement is exactly what it says it is on the bottle. So having that seal on our bottles is very important for athletes because now they can take our stuff with full confidence. But I think it's also very important for the average consumer because now they know they're taking something that is completely clean. Like it's a big testament. We're going to be coming out with 23 products to start unique products. And that puts us as one of the largest spread of products in the NSF certified for sports space. So it's it's something we're very proud to be part of and, and happy that we're going down that route now.
1: For sure. And we're obviously very pumped to be involved with that. And, and uh, you know, as people who are recommending supplements all the time, the NSF for sport is like a, a must, right? So yeah. it's awesome that you went into that. So one of the things that we've talked about just like with the you know advisory board that type of thing with other other members is the the mix between the health and performance piece and a lot of um the other products out there have not kind of focused as much on this when you think sports supplementation you think like kind of the single ingredients like creatine and carnitine Mm -hmm. whatever it is so can you talk a little bit about that piece and, and, you know, how Designs for Sport is kind of different in that sense? Because that's, I think, what we're most excited about, about the product. I wish
2: I, wish I had this spreadsheet in front of me. When I was, <laughs> no, like it was April. So like mid-COVID and I was like, let's do some real deep data. So I actually went and I listed every mm-hmm. single product that was NSF certified for sport. And I want to say there was 499 products. So I'm going off memory here, guys. If I'm off by a couple, I apologize. But I have the
1: four- app. I can check it out.
2: <laughs> yeah. But I had to, I actually went because you have to count every single one. They yeah, don't I have like a For sure. Yeah. So it was 499 certified products. And I think it was like mid 80 percentages of those products were amino acids, either amino acids, multivitamins, protein powder, or electrolytes. A lot of ready to drink. So a lot of like muscle milks or... Gatorades or things like that. But when it came to like products that could actually help overall health, it was very limiting. Like what shocked me was there was zero digestive enzymes and something like, you know, Charles Paulkin was a big mentor of mine. That's like the first supplement he'd recommended a lot of people was HCL. And when you go down like the functional medicine route, a lot of times they say you need to give HCL because people don't have it because you're not what you take. You are what you digest. So this one key product and there was not a single nsf certified enzyme out there and that shocked me so i was like okay we're we're doing the right thing because you know we're gonna have n acetylcysteine which is unique and we think of these as so basic in functional medicine but with you guys dealing with these athletes who what i think the sh- the most surprising thing to me when i started talking to trainers is how health challenged a lot of athletes are and you think that they're very healthy because you see them on tv they look great. They're pinnacle of um, performance, but this life that they live is so hectic. And like we feel bad if we get one bad, you know, one night of bad sleep. Yet they're traveling all over the place. They're on planes all the time. Um, there's a lot of stressors. So there wasn't really that support I would think there would be in this market, which is why I'm very excited that we were we were able to get so many products um, that we're going to have the only ones of for I'm sure a bit of time. And and have them that they're more health focused, like GI products and detox products and stuff like that. Yeah, every day
0: every day is game day, so it doesn't really matter how you feel.
2: It's nuts though. Like I took 70 flights in a year and that killed me. Like these guys take
0: Uh, 70 flights and play back to back.
2: I don't I know. I have a whole new appreciation when I started talking to some of these guys and seeing what their lifestyle is like.
0: Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's very, it's very underrated. I think it's, once you, once you start to understand it, you appreciate how creative competitors they are. Mm -hmm. Like you just, you just get up in the morning and you go do it. Like, you know, doctors do surgery, even when they don't feel like doing surgery, they do it because they're doctors. Yes. So it's, it's, it's no, it's no different, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's not an easy, it's a simple life. It's not an easy one.
2: So when you, when you guys started working with athletes and like, I know you do a lot of nutritional counseling and these functional medicine tests, did you find that athletes were compliant and wanting to do this or were a lot of athletes resistant to like,
0: well, you talk more, but I think they, they love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It depends. I mean, like. It depends. Like, obviously that's, that's like the answer in, in nutrition and, and, uh, naturopathic medicine, all of that, when you you think about the individual, uh, but most, most athletes love data and love any information Mm. that they have on their bodies. But it was pretty surprising in the beginning, just again, like you were just talking about the, the health foundational stuff that, that was missed. In a lot of cases like them just you know digestive is a huge one that i think we're you know obviously talking about a lot more now but they you know they would think that these digestive issues were just normal
2: like A of, of people oh, sorry go on I oh i was just
1: gonna say just part of their their day-to-day and that like lack of sleep is fine and you know all these things that you're like that you know that's obviously affecting your performance but right. until you have the actual like Hormone panel or GI panel are these things that that actually show that it's hard to just tell them to sleep more.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's funny what we accept as normal, like like the idea of um, what's the official way to say this protein flatulence, protein <laughs> parts. Like no, yeah. we think like when you start taking these proteins, like that's normal, but like that's your your system just can't digest them. Like you have a you compromise digestive system or it's not the right type of protein and it's funny because I was never like an I was nowhere near an elite athlete ever but when you these things like um pasta before you play hockey like the like things that we look in our world we're like what what do they do or I went to an Ironman and seeing them carb load the day before but like not with good carbs at all like pizza pasta oh
0: yeah
2: breads like
1: they still do coke like like mid-race like that's they have it available
2: like they drink coke
1: drink coke no oh, okay no, sorry not, 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 that sounded
0: really
2: really yeah. bad
1: the way that i said that
2: they still um, yeah like they still get some peruvian cocaine mid-race now though. yeah
1: just mid-race <laughs> um yeah it's 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 definitely a, a very interesting you know field that's really evolving i feel like looking at the health of and, and trying to trying to get that longevity piece in when realizing that their job is to perform physically. So they're going to compromise some of that at the same time,
0: right? Yeah,
2: did you, like, because you deal with the general public too sometimes, right? Like, I know you're mostly athletes, but do you find that athletes have almost identical issues to the general public or do they have more specific?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I would say we deal more with, like, really active people who, again, like, have that, athlete you know mindset. athlete similarities yeah right. mindset and and just like the way that they go about you know their their job and everything is very similar to to an athlete mentality but um that yeah there, there's very similar issues that that come up and I think like just in terms of like foundational habits and and building um a you know really good health um health pillar first is like that. yeah, it's, it's like Adrian said, simple, but not easy for a lot of them. Right. So, yeah, it's.
0: No, I was going to say, that's a good, that that is a good segue. And you mentioned it briefly earlier, but I do think it, it's, it's worth talking about a little, a little bit more. You were talking about uh, the importance of something like this, just for general population, right. To have a gold standard, people care about that mm-hmm. uh, and they should care about that justifiably. So with, with this expansion into the new line, uh, it's going to be it, it's significantly different, right? You can't just order the supplement. You have to no. you have to take a course, yeah. Which
2: you know, my that was my idea, and and I've been challenged from a business side. Like, is that really what you want to do? Because really, we're limiting people from ordering our supplements, right? For that decision, but you know, designs for sport is not. It's like not just a supplement line. Like the way I envisioned it, and it's something. You know, as I said, like Charles Balkum was a close friend of mine and a mentor of mine. And one thing he did really well is he educated trainers and strength coaches on training principles, but also on nutritional idea, like um, theories and practices. And you find that like, I think education is key. I, I, I actually did a survey on a hundred trainers before I started, before I even recommended this venture to designs for health. And 96 of them want more education. Like it was like overwhelming that they wanted. And I think giving trainers this like strong pillar that they can stand on with this applied nutrition for strength coaches and trainers course that we have. It's a little bit of a mouthful and you become a designs for sports certified nutritionist if you do the course, which is cool. Um, it allows the trainer sort of have have a foundation to go through all these like trends that keep popping up and and you guys experience this more than I do but when I'm in the gym and I'm next to a trainer and you hear all the questions their their client comes to them with and it's really easy to get taken on tangents and trends because it's like keto then paleo then um you know oh candida and I'm trying to think what else is like the next crazy trend that came out and a lot of these trainers don't have anything to stand on because they don't go to a nutrition course. They do like more of like a can fit in Canada or training principles. So it was really important for me to have like an education platform that could elevate the trainer and make them really succeed at what they want to do. I, I hope that fun. made sense. I hope that was an ADD tangent. No, no,
0: no. It's, a, it's also a huge value add for their business as well. Right. It's, uh, yeah, they're going to get real results. Like you get results with training, but we all like abs are made in the kitchen.
2: You hear that all the time, but. If you can, with nutrition and supplementation and proper training, bring somebody into a state of homos, homostasis and like get them really healthy, your results are gonna like your your results are gonna get you way more business. Because if people like that's your business card is like how people feel when they come to you, and like word of mouth referral I think is the number one. I know people have Instagram and all these other ways to gain clients now, but I think like if you start getting good results, you'll have a busier business than just showing it on Instagram or online or anything like
0: that. Absolutely. Have you, um, I mean, is there, is there, is there any resistance? Have you talked to some coaches or, or some trainers that, 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 uh, like don't see the value in it? They don't think it's worthwhile or is it, is it cross board been been positive?
2: More trainers than not want the education. Right. And I think like anything, like sometimes they're just, people are just not good fit with your ideology. So, the trainers we want to, and the trainers and strength coaches that I think are going to work with DFS and be part of our, our family are ones who value education and value research. Like one of our lines is, um, better science, better sport. Like that's our tagline. Like we're going to, I think because of that, we're going to attract the trainer that wants it. And because we are like, we are a very high in supplement brand, So we're not ever going to be a brand that you're going to be like, let me price shop because our ingredients are very high quality. The technology we use is expensive because it's high quality and it works. We even things like having glass bottles. So the product stays um, fresher for longer. Like there's a lot of things that we do because we want to be like these um, like our trainers want with their athletes. We're trying to be like the absolute best we can be at what we do, which Mm -hmm. I think will then attract trainers who want to be the best that they want to be at what they do.
1: For sure. And I think it's so important. You know, I think about starting off as a trainer, when I did not have any nutrition knowledge, and mm-hmm. you get questions all the time anyway. And it's like, you know, even if you don't have the all of the answers, and you're going to refer out anyway, it's just, you know, that that care that you have taken the time to to go through that extra education. And yeah, for sure, that was not, not really available when I was when I was starting out. <laughs>
2: Yeah. And like, I personally think, especially in a COVID world, and I think the trainer is going to be more popular because we're seeing now gyms close down, personal training studios can stay open. And the idea of having to book into a big box gym and you don't know, are you going to be able to get the machine you want? I think personal training is actually going to get a lot more popular. And I also think personal trainers are really the GP of natural health. Like, I'm sure you've been asked a million times, both of you, like when you're training someone, I'm not sleeping. What should I do? Or, you know, I'm not, I'm feeling a little bit of pain in my shoulder or like, you're getting questions that people would normally take to their, to their doctor. So I think like one thing, um, you know, one thing I really respected about Charles is he, he gave a legitimacy to this career, which I think should be legitimate. Like trainers, aren't just some kid counting your reps now. Like they can be a real advocate for your own health. If you're, if you're working with them. And that's why I'm really excited. Like we brought everyone on this board And I know you guys have interviewed a bunch because I think you're all like the best at what you do in your own world. So having everyone part of that team, and then we can offer the education that, you know, all of them are experts. in. I think we're just going to really elevate the nutrition or the uh, training and and strength conditioning world.
1: For sure. And as you just mentioned, like, you know, we talk about this all the time, like you become so close with your trainer because you're seeing them more than your friends. Like, I don't have any of my friends who I see two <laughs> to three times a week.
2: <laughs> oh, no, and yeah, you're right. Like, and, and I love naturopaths and, and functional medicine doctors. So I'm not saying like, I'm not putting them down at all when I'm saying this, but they only get to see somebody once every six to eight weeks, max, like maybe once a month when you're starting out, you guys get them four days, three to four days a week and you get to see like you can see how they're, they're acting. Are they low energy? Is, are things working? Like when you're, when you're a high end trainer or, or you're a trainer, who's really observing your client, you're not just following a program. You can start to actually see, and you gain almost an art of like, okay, I know I did this to him yesterday. He's done today. So maybe his body isn't reacting well to this or, Hey, I noticed you're coming in really uh, sloppy on Fridays. Like, what are you doing Thursday night? What's your diet? Like, or like, why, why do you always seem a little sluggish? And you can really be an influencer in their health just from touch points yeah. alone. Like it's, it is, you see them over a hundred
0: times a year on average. Absolutely. And then, yeah, and you see them in a vulnerable state. Mm-hmm. Suffering is vulnerable. <laughs> you see them so, crying after, after a bunch of squats. Yeah, so suffering is vulnerable. So, so it's, uh, it opens up doors faster, undoubtedly, if you do it, if you do it well. Uh, what, was, what was the biggest challenge in, in spearheading this expansion?
2: Uh, my, my personality, maybe, um, no, like, okay. So COVID really, like everyone had to go through some hardships and adapt. And I think we've done a good job adapting, but you know, we were supposed to launch in June and then things just got delayed. Right. Um, and I think, you know, for me, at least spearheading this, um, I was a really good sales rep. But that doesn't make you necessarily a good leader, and there's all these different things you don't think of, like the behind the scenes. Do you um? Do you guys ever watch Mad Men? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you remember when uh? What's his name? Not Don. Don Draper was getting talked to by the owner of the of the firm. Oh
1: yeah, I forget his name, but not
2: Roger. Really. I'll look yeah, it please. It's gonna blow. And he's sitting there. He's like, "Don, you know, you 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 can't get sick when you're cooking the the sausages behind in the kitchen." Like saying, like, there's just what works well in one role doesn't necessarily work in another role. So, um, for me, because I I I run anxious sometimes or I get excited to learn to be more calm and and poised and like grounded. And I had to be normally like I was getting calmed down by let's say Daniel, who was my leader for so long or my mentor. So being the one who had to be like, no, we see the long-term vision, all these crazy things happening. We don't need to focus on right now. Like stay present. Let's go day by day. We know we're going to, everything's going to work out. So that was like my hardest personal challenge, but I think it was the best year to do it. Cause if I could do it through this year, I think I don't want to jinx myself. I don't know what 2021 is going to be like, but.
1: I think it's a good way to look at
2: it. For yeah. Sure. I think. And then like, you know, just different things like, um, learning the NSF for sports certification timelines was, you know, unique or learning how to get this online learning platform up and running. That's a good experience for people. So these were new things for me. I, I didn't have much experience in, and it was, it was fun to learn about it.
0: Well, what was, you said that that first conversation that you had with Matt Nickel, when was that when you started to, I want to say 2016, It's 2016. So yeah, like, four, like it was four, years, years like, oh,
2: ago. Yeah, it was years ago. I, I went to his gym. I was like, I, I was like, where am I? Like I went to most of my meetings were naturopathic clinics. And I walk into St. Mike's ice rink. The oh, yeah, we've yeah. I'm sure you guys have. Been, and I go to the back and I'm like, where am I? Like this is. And, uh, you know, I learned a lot about sports nutrition. I was like a lot of shocking things to me. I didn't know about NSF certified. And there's a lot of other certifications out there. There's like informed choice and, um, a few other ones, but we wanted to really align ourselves with NSF because we view them as the gold standard. Because the other ones are, I'm not saying they're bad testing bodies, but they're not nearly as in-depth as NSF certified. For yeah. Sport is.
1: And not as recognized, which is the big No, one.
2: no. So with the big organizations and the big school bodies, and you, you need to have the NSF certified for sport.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Should roll into some.
0: some yeah, yeah. What some personal questions? Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> watch out. Uh- <laughs> I haven't done a
2: podcast. I, I had my own forever. Yeah. And then I was on a lot of people's forever. Then it's been like a long time and normally I'm in person. So this is weird doing it. It is. It is different. Yeah. It? We
1: did all of ours and for champ life in person. So it's new for us too.
2: I I feel the
0: delay in, in talk is like it. Let's well, say you, you don't know when the person's done or not done. That's, that's right. one of the big problems. It's hard to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they, I mean, they're, they have a video component to them so we can see each other, which is good, but I can't imagine doing these. If I were to do one of these on a telephone, like if I was on the podcast and it was just it was just yeah. audio and no visual, I would for sure be doing something else in the background, like one million. Oh right, room. yeah. It, if there wasn't if there wasn't some aspect of visual connection, and then
1: you're not as engaged yet.
0: So uh, I just I also feel like you're not as I
2: don't know. There's something about being in that room together.
0: Yeah, of for course, sure. a little bit a little bit of energy, but we're gonna try and capture it. So don't worry. Let's, uh, no, let's go. So what is? Well, which one, Do you want to tee it up with the supplement one first? Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, okay.
1: What, what is your personal supplement regime right now?
2: Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> okay. So I'm a little crazy with what I take, but you know. Really? I yeah. I know. You guys have seen my, Adrian and I went to Mexico together and I pulled out like my pill bags. Like it was like, I have, so what it's I do is every on. It was a full carry on. Every month I sit there and I pre-pack all my pills. So that's the only way I can be compliant because okay. I have one on me? Oh, this is not a video podcast, right? I was going to show you. Yeah,
0: that's yeah,
2: okay. So, yeah, like I got my little pill pack. And so right now I'm taking, um, I take DIM, deglucurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Why? take, I personally, especially from my environmental science background, I think there's a lot of uh, bad estrogens out there. And I think you need to detox. And especially as a man, I think um, estrogen talks like, estrogen dominance can be very bad for your health and i do all my blood work and i think i naturally add higher estrogen so to have something to bring it down um so i do dim deglucurate. i'm on adrenatone right now because of this launch or adrenal complex as it's called or um, adrenoplex as it's called in the sport line um which has been a that's a life-changing supplement like if you take that at the right time when you're going through tons of stress it can give you that extra gear that you'll need so i'm on that right now with the launch and everything else we're doing I take mito complex because um i pulse that between that and metabolic complex for my multivitamin and then i take hcl and digestive support and i'm on um n-acetylcysteine so i guess it's not that crazy of a regime but
1: all right love it
2: who, am i the longest list
0: that no no god no. who is the longest uh preston probably but when you yeah i think probably preston had a pretty good list Oh, yeah. When I when
2: I go to train with Preston, it's like carnitine, uh, aminos, BCAAs, take this post
0: work. I'm just taking random pills that are being. Yeah, picked. he he had a pretty thorough list. That guy's in crazy shape. Well, you, you got you got, you have to have a thorough list if you're going to pump calves and forearms even on your off days. So <laughs> so I've done it
2: twice and I was supposed to go again. But COVID hit. We'll go and do like four days of three days. Right. You do twelve workouts and like you end the last workout as a strongman. And like that morning you would have deadlifted and all these other and then you have to strongman it. And it's like a
0: it's a little little mental, a little physical. I like it. Well speaking of that, what what is your your workout training regime look like these days?
2: I do four days a week right now in the gym and then I do pad work in uh for boxing twice a week. And then I do, our, our friend of ours was training me in some groundwork, but that took a little pause, but I'm going to get back into that next week. So (laughs) I I don't know who I think I am now that I'm working out that much, but. What's the, what's the, um, strength training look like? Uh, it depends. Like I get switched every three weeks. Like right now I'm doing something called escalating density training. I don't know if you guys have done that before
0: Mm
2: -hmm. and it's killing me, but it's fun. Um, so I'm doing that right now. And then I think my next phase is six, 12, 25, which will try to lean out a little bit. I carry a little too much fat. So I'm doing things to, to, to burn off some fat. (laughs) That's what I'm doing.
1: All right. What, um, what resource would you give to, I actually have a two part resource. So what resource would you give, um, from a business perspective? So you're kind of like a startup, what, like with everything Mm -hmm. that you've been doing for sure. Um, what resource would you give, um, yeah, to, to help with someone who's really interested in in uh, starting something similar?
2: Like to if they're doing a startup themselves?
1: Yeah, like not necessarily like a supplement.
2: Yeah, um, just
1: like you know, like yeah, creating something and trying to trying to make it work
2: under different The one book that saved me in this process is Lean Startup by Eric Ries. I think Ries or whatever his name is. should know it since it helped me. The one concept that is, and the one concept in that book is MVP, which is minimal viable product. So I think a lot of people want to have the most perfect thing out there and you can get caught in analysis paralysis, which can drain you. So having that in my mind of like, let's just come out with a really good minimal viable product and we'll be able to grow as time goes on. That was a super helpful book. So I think from, and then, uh, and then The Power Now by Eckhart Tolle. Those would be my two books. Because I think as entrepreneurs and startups, you're always thinking like 20 steps ahead. And that, again, is draining and can cause anxiety. So then coming back to like the present moment and being like, okay, this is all that matters. And let's just focus here and we'll go day by day. And the stress levels just come down. Because I think, you know, entrepreneurs are much like athletes. They, overbur- they overburden themselves with stress and like, cause you know, I, I'm working right now probably 14, 15 hours a day. Sometimes like it, it, it can add up.
1: For sure. My second part of that question would be, um, if someone really wanted to, aside from the designs for health at website and designs for sport website, where would they go to learn about supplementation and quality? Like, where did you start to do your research on all of this?
2: I don't love the podcast. Uh, I shouldn't say that. It's not, I don't listen to it as much anymore, but Dave Asprey's podcast in the beginning, I really liked. I found it, re- like it really helped me. This was probably four or five years ago. Um Honestly, like Joe Rogan's podcast was like my little university because Rhonda Patrick was on there and they had all these trainers on there. And mm-hmm. so I listened to that and Mike Mutzel's podcast, High Intensity Health, that was really, really good. Um Designs for Sport podcast is going to be amazing. So, I would would do that as a resource. And I started buying books that naturopaths would learn in school. So, like James Wilson's Adrenal Fatigue book, or um, I'm trying, there was more there. I I don't know why that's the only one I can remember, but you can go find these health books and you just read them. Yeah. And online is a great resource. The only problem is you have to sift through. There's a lot of like, (laughs) <laughs> not great information out there. And, and I had to learn how to read studies, which I'm not great at and, at all compared to a lot of people, but because you, you, you can see how things get manipulated and give you wrong impressions if you can't read the data of it.
0: So that, that's probably important.
1: Love it. Awesome.
0: I like it. Anything else? That's uh, it. Any, any other good questions?
1: Anything you want to add? Uh, yeah.
0: Just about sp- the line. Yeah. and
1: Starting this off. You're, you're the man behind this all, so.
2: I'm like, I'm really, I think this is going to be, um, I, I can see it where it's going to go. Like, I, I the reason I think this is so important is the effect this is going to have on health as a whole. So like, I have a friend of mine who knows what I've done forever. And then he heard that Austin Matthews did something and it was like, hey man, have you heard of this? Even though he's he's been in this industry, like nothing I ever said to him was important, but because- <laughs> Austin Matthews does it. It's like, now I got to do it. So I think us coming into the sports world and like improving the health of athletes, hopefully through trainers. And I I get excited. A I get excited because I think trainers and strength coaches have amazing jobs. And if I can help out in any way to make their lives easier or better or help them get better results, that's really important to me. I think them influencing everyone's health is going to that they work with like, if you think about the impact of like giving somebody 20% more energy or like, I don't know if anyone's, if you could, well, I'm sure you guys have had chronic pain at different points in your life, but some people live with pain for like years. And then if they could go to somebody and they, they learn something from one of our courses, they take a few of our supplements that help. Um, like that can be life-changing. Like I suffer from migraines and some of these supplements I'm on, like I'll take curcumin sometimes, like, especially when the weather's changing and my migraines go from like completely debilitating pain to like manageable. And I can go through life like that impact is huge. So I think if we can start impacting these like high end athletics, that's going to like trickle down into the regular population. And I really hope that we can almost like trickle down health people, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, absolutely. I I don't know if, again, I don't know if I answered that properly, but
1: no, um, it's perfect. We're excited.
2: Yeah. I think it's, and I, and I really, when the world opens back up and you can start doing like in-person events, that's a really thing. That's a important thing. Cause I believe in like, um, brotherhood and community and, um, I guess sisterhood as well. So I do not mean to say just brotherhood, but like community. And, um, that's some of the fondest memories I have when I would go to Charles's events is like, you're away for four days and you're with like-minded people and you're, you're learning and you're also doing the, the thing you're learning. So whether it was like a Muscle building work camp or posterior chain or, or whatever it is, and I and I would love to offer that again to the training and strength coaching community. So, I'm just trying to think what I would have fun in, and what people would have fun in, and then offering it.
1: Awesome. Yeah.
2: Well, what are Jordan, you guys? What are you guys most excited about for our launch?
1: We're, I mean, just what we talked about today. Having that, you know, health uh, focused supplementation is so so important and definitely. Something that we feel has been missed in the sports mm-hmm. world. And yeah, we're excited because, you know, especially with COVID, everyone is taking supplements right now. I mean, you can't get vitamin D anywhere.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we've been, like, we, we back ordered in Canada a bit. I we're know, getting some that, was like, that was like a little bit of a. I know. I but, got a message from your uh, compadre today. He's like, where's oh, my I'm vitamin sure. D? I, mean,
1: um, it I told like, them this week, but <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, okay. so we're, first, we're most excited about like the fact that people are, I think noticing that health is so important and that, you know, not only is it so important, but it will impact performance in all areas of life. And, you know, it's, uh, it's exciting for us because, you know, again, we we get to work with athletes, and we know we're very fortunate to do so. But mm-hmm. we truly care about their health, and truly care how they feel after their athletic career. You know, so yeah,
2: that's something I don't think we get is like because most people probably don't come in contact with an athlete. No. Like I, I think there's only five thousand professional athletes in North America across all sports, mm. and th- your body gets beaten up, and then what's your life like after? And I think like. That's another motivation. Like, what if we can just, again, chronic pain, uh, I don't know, like they, they experience things like I had really bad concussions and I'm nowhere near what some of these athletes are like. So supplements have literally saved me on that one. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Sorry. I, I keep tangenting, but oh.
1: no, yeah. it's good. It's like, you know, and, and we all have those personal stories about how, you know, I think most people in this field are driven by going through some type of hardship themselves and, and, you know, seeing the benefits of that. And sometimes it's, again, people just haven't been through that, which is fine, but they might just, again, feel that those things are normal. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's like just having these conversations and understanding that, you know, migraines aren't necessarily, you know, normal and stress can bring them on, I'm sure. So those types of conversations I think are so important. We're pumped about this. I think it's a great, um, opportunity to, like you said, educate people on on what that looks like, what health looks like, and how we can support it through, uh, you know, proper nutrition and supplementation. So, mm-hmm. awesome.
2: Yeah, cool.
1: Well, Jordan, we want to thank you. Um, thank you guys for coming on the podcast. It's been such a great conversation, and we know we'll have you back to uh, to talk more about some some specifics that we're excited about with this line.
2: Yeah, we got to work the rest off my podcasting muscles because.
1: It's all good. We'll get it
2: on number two. We get it on number two. Yeah, this is the warm-up set.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Jordan.
2: Okay, thank you guys so much.